1: Hey, good afternoon out there, uh, beaming out there all over the world from here in Chicago at AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. I'm Bob Lambert. Uh, Faith Marketplace equips individuals, entrepreneurs, small businesses, owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have I got one for you today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and also the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small, mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we say we put the win back in your sales. And boy, I want to tell you, this is a lot. Long overdue interview with from my home state in Ohio, so (laughs) we're going to have a great guest today. I'd like to introduce you to Renee Vidor. Uh, She is um, has programs called Winter Circle, and boy, we're going to get into that a lot more today. But I would um, I would like to introduce Renee to you. Renee, good welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Bob. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Yeah, hey, you know. Uh, I love some of the stuff that you shared with me, and I would like for our audience also to have that. So you, you gave us a couple, you gave me a couple of good quotes to chew on. Why don't you share those with the audience, and why are they important to you?
2: I would love to. A couple of things that I shared specifically with you are quotes that I feel like God has given me to share with the world. So even though they're coming from me, and by the way, it's Renee Vidor, just in case, Vidor. even yeah. though I'm totally fine both ways. One of them is that God does not create losers. He actually created you to win, so stop choosing to lose. Ouch. Sometimes that hurts. (laughs) But that's one (laughs) of the quotes. Yep. The other one is when you choose to be who God created you to be and do what he designed for you to do, it's then that you will win at life and make your impact in the world.
1: Wow. Yeah. Now, those obviously are your personal quotes. what was the inspiration for those quotes
2: my inspiration typically comes from the pain and the problems that i've gone through i feel like that's right. typical for most people the inspiration specifically is because i felt so often that the quote that was going on inside my head was i just can't win i just can't oh, wow. win so that yeah. self-talk god was telling me actually I did not create losers, Renee. I created winners. You're choosing
1: to lose. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That is great. Hey, well, what do you want our audience to take away from our interview today?
2: A couple things that I would love for you to be able to take away today are the understanding that comparison is neutral. Oftentimes we have this idea that, oh my gosh, we got to stop comparing. But in reality, it's neutral. And I'm sure we'll get into that so you'll understand yep. a little bit more. Also that our identity is not our roles. It's not our, whose parent we are, whose spouse we are, whose boss or coworker we are. It's very different than that. So I want you to have a better understanding of what your identity really is. I also want people to walk away with knowing that they can discover who they were created to be and they do have purpose and that they can do what they were designed to do.
1: Well, I got to tell you, folks, those are some great takeaways. And this lovely lady right here is going to share with you uh, her testimony because that's what a lot of the inspiration and a lot of the wisdom that she's gathered has really been <laughs> from her own personal testimony. But, uh, you know, Renee, did you come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Girl?
2: Uh, okay, honestly, I kind of did. I came from a Christian home. Okay. I, pursued Jesus from a very young age. I remember being very, very young and having this realization that, oh, I love what what Jesus offers, and kind of like asking him into my heart over and over, right? Like some of us have done. (laughs) Right. So I did have that young, youthful relationship with him.
1: Okay. Okay. So, kind of take us through a little bit, because you, you, you gave me a little bit of your testimony. Take us through a little bit of that uh, upbringing, you know, and, and you were in this Christian family, but, you know, when did you, you know, as you transpired through grade school and all that stuff, was, uh, was Jesus on your mind? Did you, Were you a person of faith through that whole period of time, or was there times that you kind of wandered and kind of figured, what, what the heck is this all about?
2: Now, that's a great question, because our testimony is so unique. Starting right. out as a believer... And, a, and the family that we always went to church, kind of a Baptist upbringing. I'm just going to tell you that that's where yeah. it started. And I'm not here to talk anything about different denominations or anything. Right, making yeah. a relationship with Jesus as primary. So when I was in, I'm going to say, middle school and high school, I had this drive inside of me that I know had to been from the Lord. It was to invite other people into relationship with myself as far as as friendships, and then to bring them to youth group, to bring them to church. Ah, That was always something, this whole evangelistic kind of thing was always in my heart. And people knew that they could come to me and talk to me about the hard things because I wasn't necessarily judging, but I was always pointing them towards something, and that would be Jesus. So yes, I still had a great relationship with him. I didn't know that was him inside of me and that he was showing me some of my superpower at that young age, that's hindsight. But I'll be honest, there's not a time that I've like fully fallen away, but there are definitely times where I question and I'm like, I'm a very real, honest, truth-telling kind of person. My journal entries with the Lord, I mean, I would never read them to you because I i have a relationship with him where it's like I can tell him how I'm thinking. And you that bet. happened, yeah, right? And that happened to be kind of a testing ground around college. I never walked mm. away from him. But I was going to a a young adult study that was not from any church or anything like that. It was a young couple that just really wanted to help people grow in their faith, Christian faith. Mm-hmm. When I was there, the guy challenged, he started talking about some things in the New Testament that I never had been comfortable with. And I'm ah. like, if I'm a believer of the word and I believe that the Bible is all inspired and and all from God, then right. why is it that I'm uncomfortable with this? Maybe maybe something's not right. And so he challenged me to go be a Berean about it. His name was Jim and mm. he was like, go be a Berean about it. And they studied the word and they asked the Lord to interpret it. So I did, and that was a time where I wrestled with God and it had to do with some things that, in churches can be hot topics. And why get divisive about all that? It's not about the topics. It's actually right. about our relationship with him. So my relationship was growing because of kind of challenging God in these things and seeking and being a brain about it. So that's the time that I've been furthest I'd say from him, but really it was because I was pressing in and seeking more of him.
1: Yeah. So you had uh, something pretty, uh, Sizable happened to you when you uh, were at age 21. Why don't you share that with the audience?
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. When I was 21, I had a lot going on. I was finishing college. I also, let's see, we got married. We were building a house. My husband was actually building the house himself, which you can imagine oh, the wow. turmoil of that happening. <laughs> and I also was working, moving. So many things were happening at the age of 21. Lo and behold, becoming a mom, especially at a young age, was very interesting. It was something that I believe over time caused me to really question who I was. I no longer Mm. was this person that I thought I had been, and my identity was pretty shaken up. So that that year was a very tumultuous year, even though there was a lot of great things going on.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, that's a lot that's a lot of adjustment when you're in one year's time. But uh, then you uh you had your baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh
2: Another one twenty so months later.
1: <laughs> yeah. What was the revelation out of all that?
2: <laughs> you know, this is where I think it's so neat how God weaves in our, our experiences. With this situation of becoming a mom before I thought I was going to God had to become so real to me that there was no other. My husband was a workaholic at the time and he can talk about that now. He's recovering workaholic, amazing guy, love him. But I was alone quite a bit and I didn't have other moms that were my age. I was in Mm. the area and I really felt like this is not right. Something's not right with me because Mm -hmm. I don't relate to other people. God had given me an entrepreneurial spirit and here I was at home with the kiddos right and that really questioned my identity and and it caused a lot of me going to the Lord and having to learn over a long period of time not saying all of a sudden he just gave me all the answers but that has really spoken into my story quite a bit it's allowed for me to really root my identity in Christ over time even in the last decade there's been a lot of great rooting in there but Mm -hmm. it's also allowed me to see that my role as a mom, is not my identity. That's yeah. what I thought it was. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're a mom. You, know, you were someone who was a college graduate. You were someone who had a job lined up that you're not working now. Your identity was in all of these things, but that's not really who you are. That's just a role that you play. And it's taken a long time for me to be able to realize that.
1: Yeah, and you're so well-spoken. I, I also do a lot of uh, coaching in that area, particularly in the area of sales, you know, because there's a lot of rejection. And what you have to do is separate your role from your identity. As I tell people, you were a 10 when you got before you got here. You're a 10 now that you're here, and you're 10 when you leave because God doesn't create junk. You know, so you are a perfect 10, uh, despite anything else, you know, to the contrary and uh, that's so cool that is so great I can't believe our first segment's up we gotta stay tuned here folks because we're gonna be back here with Renee and she's got a lot more to share with you because as you can hear in the first part of this there's a lot of things that God was revealing to her that uh, shaped you know the business and the things that she's doing now but uh, we got a little bit more on this journey to share with you because uh, it hasn't been uh, all you know uh, honey and cream or roses has it (laughs) Renee? No sir. (laughs) Okay so Stay tuned, we're going to be right back again with Renee uh, Beider, Vidor, right? Vidor. Vidor, okay, Vidor, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> this is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, welcome back. Uh, if you
1: missed our first segment, uh, I would like to introduce you again to Renee Vidor, Uh, She has a program called Winner's Circle, and we're going to get into that this segment because uh, what shaped and formed that is really important as part of uh, what she's experienced, some of the things that she's experienced in both her life and her career. So, Renee, uh, why don't we share that with the audience as to what was happening here that led you into Winner's Circle? Because you went through quite an interesting uh, situation with your health.
2: I would love to share that. And this is something I'm going to preface with, if there are women or men listening that have any kind of association with what I'm going to share, I just want you to know this is coming from a place of no judgment. So what I'm going to share here, just to, to put that out there, many people have or will go through what I went through. So I'm sharing this with a sense of just kind of a PSA of something to look out for. So, when I was 27, I shared in the last segment how I really had lost my identity. You know, now I'm this mom, I'm a wife, and my husband's not home a whole lot, and I'm feeling kind of lost and struggling. And yet, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was a college graduate, I loved psychology, which was my background, but I knew I wasn't going into that master's or anything. So, what was, what was, I, what was I here for? What was my purpose? It sounds maybe bad but some of you moms who are entrepreneurial will be able to resonate with this. You know, my kids were not just my only part of my life. I had more. So when I was going through like I said at 27, I was going through a time period where I was like, you know, I just don't even feel very pretty. I feel like I don't I don't know. Like there's a lot of emotions behind all that. And so for my anniversary, right. I shared with my husband a card that said, <laughs> "Hey, Lucky you, I'm getting you for our anniversary breast implants. So (laughs) women listening, men are like probably like, yay, awesome. Women, I just want you to know that maybe that was not my best move, but God used this in my story, and that he can use anything in your story. So I'm going to share that nothing negative happened with that for, for a long time. In fact, during that next almost decade, during my 30s, I got so much personal growth and development. God taught me so much. My identity started to be rooted in the Lord instead of my looks or instead of what other people thought of me. However, when 2019 rolled around, all of a sudden my health started to decline. Now, I'm gonna give you a little more background here. I was writing a book at that time. I had been asked to write a book on comparison and the title of that book is called Measuring Up How to Win in a World of Comparison. And really, honestly, it's not that I thought I had it all together, because that's really what the book is all about, how we don't have it all together, but we can still win and be winners. And yet, here I was with my health going downhill, and within a matter of about six months, a lot of negative stuff happened. I was no longer able to speak on stages. In fact, it was hard to have conversations. I could not have done an interview like this. It was hard enough just to talk to my daughter. I'd fall asleep when I was talking to her narcolepsy, it was, it was scary to drive sometimes a lot of neurological issues and a bunch of other things that you can find information I share about online. If you're interested, go ahead and seek me out if that's something that you're interested in. But long story short, God showed me in a very miraculous way that it was actually my breast implants that was causing my rapid decline in my health. And very quickly after doing some research, I'd never heard of this, something called breast implant illness You might be thinking, why, Renee, are you talking about this? Well, it's a huge part of my story because I was writing this book on how to win in a world of comparison. And all of a sudden, Miss uh, former recovering Comparaholic was worried about having them removed, which is what I knew I needed to do. So my book was actually in manuscript form. It was out to the editor. I was unable to even read a computer at this point when I got the edits back. And I was faced with surgery of having my implants removed in hopes of getting my health back. Well, during that time, I started to question, what am I going to look like after this? No one knew I had them because it was, um, I'm modest. I'm not someone who's out Mm -hmm. there. You know, it was very natural and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) that whole comparison started to take control. And I had to use the same method that God had given me called the win method. In order to combat this control issue and this comparison mm. issue. So I was able to take control over comparison. And this whole, like this whole dilemma and debacle that I was going through with my health was actually there to help me help others. Cause it proved to me once I had the implants removed. And by the way, praise be to God that my health returned very, very quickly. And that was the issue. Well, now I knew that my identity was still intact. So the, the masks that were sewn into my body that I thought I'd removed all my masks. I no longer was dealing with comparison in a negative way anymore, but that was proof to me. And that right there is why I was able to have a lot of certainty about helping other people go through their own comparison challenges.
1: I love it. That's great, Renee. Well, I wanted to set that up because, uh, listeners, I wanted to let you know that she's you know, this uh, winter circle and the efforts that she's making out there are really important that you know this backstory uh, because it is important to uh, what she's doing now. So uh, what you're doing now, this winter circle, what's the what's the ideal client for you? What are the kind of people out there that might be listening who would be ideal clients for this?
2: That's a great question because in the past I was actually marketing to the wrong clients. The mm. people who are right for the winter circle are people who want to win. They're people who are motivated and have a desire to grow personally, professionally, and in their relationship with the Lord. Now, there are some people who are not necessarily close with the Lord yet, but they have to have that openness and know that we are going to talk from that standpoint unashamedly. Like that's just who I am. I'm always authentic. So definitely people who are coachable and want to have that growth mindset and do have it.
1: So, coming into Winner's Circle, what kind, of, uh, what kind of problems or issues are you helping some of these folks solve?
2: A large problem that I'm noticing people who have the growth mindset are having is lack of community and lack of a mm-hmm. safe space to be authentic. No. You'll hear me up here sharing things that are, for some people, very difficult to share. I'm going right. to tell my shortcomings. I'm going to be honest about the fact that I don't know it all, and yet many people People feel like they have to wear these masks so Mm -hmm. having a safe place to take down the mask and be able to be themselves and practice that in that like-minded community allows for them to be able to then go out in the world and be who they're created to be
1: yeah that is so (laughs) that is strong Um, you know there's a lot of folks out there doing a lot of coaching thing what would you say uh, you know that makes yours unique as to what you're doing with people
2: One thing that's very unique is using the win method that God gave me. And that's Mm -hmm. something that is a simple framework, but helping people to be able to use that in their life in every aspect is so helpful that it's simple. Basically weighing the cost. That's the W. And I teach Mm -hmm. people and coach people through how to do that. Innovating their identity. And we work Mm -hmm. through that inside the winner's circle. And sometimes I'm one-on-one navigating your journey, all of that. Is so simple, but it's unique to what we're doing. Is helping people to win at life in all three of those areas—personally, professionally, and spiritually. spiritually.
1: Yep. That's great. <laughs> so, what if somebody gets involved in the researchers, What are the types of things that you're providing to them then?
2: I believe that we all need accountability.
1: Ah, there you go. I
2: cannot <laughs> win without accountability. I need Yep. So that is one of the main tools that we get started with is getting in that routine of accountability and being a truth teller in a positive way. That's something I can always be growing at by the way. And I'm, I'm continually growing through this group. It's also offered coaching. We have monthly coaching and we've had monthly health coaching for the last two years since we got started as well as there are other, there's some business coaching. So I, have other people come in with their, I like to empower other people so that I'm not mm. a talking head because I don't right. believe that serves anybody.
1: Right. And I have to tell you folks, I've been listening to some of the, uh, YouTube videos that Renee's put out there and doing, I, I've got to tell you, I am so delighted to tell you how authentic this stuff is. Cause one of these, she was out there actually in her front, her, her front yard, her backyard, uh, you know, trimming bushes, you know, and she's covered with bugs and, she's allergic to these things but she was so authentic you know in that video it was just awesome another one that i saw she was ta- talking and you know delivering something it was again a great truth-telling thing and all of a sudden she's waving at her daughter that's leaving for the day <laughs> i thought that is real you know that is exactly real so i want to i want to compliment you on that renee i just found those was very refreshing
2: thank you so much i believe that that really is part of the superpower god's given me to hand off to other people that we can be who we are. We don't have to put on masks. And the other people want to see that. They're not looking for perfect people or professional that are, that are not that we should have professionalism. Don't get me wrong. I am about professional right. as well. But we need to be able to let other people see into our lives in a way that that we can relate to them the way that Jesus relates to us. They're not going to see Jesus yep. through us if all we're doing is putting on masks. So thank you for sharing yep. that because it's encouraging to me.
1: Yeah, and, and real quickly, again, your book is titled what?
2: Measuring Up, How to Win in a World of Comparison.
1: Boy, that's a big one right there, folks, because I know we're living in a pretty narcissistic uh, era right now, and I think this one is really huge for a lot of people. So I encourage our listeners out there to go check it out. Where can they get it, Renee, to get the book?
2: That is sold wherever books are sold. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Walmart.com, anywhere, really.
1: Okay. And you also do speaking gigs too, right? So are you still uh, out now that we're out underneath from underneath the COVID lockdown? Are you out about doing those again?
2: I am. I had one this morning. I love speaking in person and got kind of decent at doing Zoom too. Not my favorite though. I love to be with people in real life.
1: Okay. Now, folks, i got to tease you because you got to stay tuned and come back because Renee's got a fabulous offer we're giving away free today. To anybody out there listening, we're going to give this uh, to our folks. So you got to come back. I'm not going to tell you what it is until you come back. Okay? So th- that's going to get you coming back. And we're going to be back here in the next segment with Renee. And we're going to start exploring a little bit more as to a little bit more about her business, but also how she gives hope and inspiration to people that she coaches. We're going to be right back with Renee Vidor. <music>
0: this is chicagoland's place to inspire equip and encourage christian business leaders faith marketplace radio hey we're back here with my interview with with
1: renee viter uh vitter i i keep my surname vitter uh, i'm proud to also welcome inbound studio as a sponsor of faith marketplace they have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website, so go out there and check it out, FaithMarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small and mid-sized businesses to be more effective and efficient in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to go check it out. It's at inboundstudio.studio. Again, that's inboundstudio.studio. Well, I told you that we were going to have a special offer, a giveaway today. And um, Renee, what are we going to give our visitors today, our guests? All
2: right. Today, we are going to give away the Comparaholic Assessment. I know as people Ooh. are listening, they've probably been wondering, like, okay, we keep talking little bits and pieces about comparison, and and I might or might not struggle with that, but am I a Comparaholic, too? So <laughs> I'm wanting to allow you guys to know whether you are or not, and okay. you can That's
1: great. go and so what you, Yeah, so what you want to do is you want to text me at 312-210-0603, and we want the keyword being compared. Uh, Comparaholic, that's C-O-M-P-A-R-A-H-O-L-I-C. That's a mouthful. Comparaholic is your keyword, and you'll be getting a free download of this uh, to be able to score yourself. Uh, That thing is a fabulous gift. Well, Renee, what do you do in your business to help inspire people?
2: Inspiration is so important to me, and it's something that comes natural. What I do in my business to inspire is I make sure that whenever God is giving me a download, that I just go do it right now. I am someone who who struggles with memory and struggles with other things. So when I have something on my mind, Facebook Live, Instagram, LinkedIn, and even more more recently TikTok, so if there are any TikTokers out there, I'm starting to get in the (laughs) groove. I like to go and share that inspiration right away with them. So that is normally through video. Sometimes it's through podcasting. Of course, some of it has been written because of writing the book. But I really Mm -hmm. enjoy just going on social media and sharing because it allows other people who are there already to be able to get whatever that inspiration is that God had to flow through me.
1: Yeah, and that's so important because, again, you've lived it. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll all have a lot to be grateful for, but uh, what do you give God praise for every day?
2: Mm. You know, Bob, for so long, I literally was giving myself negative soft talk of how mm. awful I was. I just give him praise. I, well, not just. I give him praise for a lot of things, but I definitely give him praise for making me who I am, that flaws and all and the things that i used to see as weaknesses he actually can use for his strength that he made me renee vador who i am and yet i'm grateful that i can show up as that person and then i can empower other people to be who they are and not have to be a copy of anybody else
1: yeah that is so important you know because again that self-image and i i know we just talked to somebody the other day about how, uh, you know, she was sharing with me how, to, you know, kind of work through, uh, you know, issues you might have or something like that. And I, I shared with her, I said, i being in tune with your body. And and I shared I share with her, I thought, you know, I think it's easier for women because of, of the biologically, you know, being more in tune with their body and what's going on with them than men. But she also said something really important. As young girls, you, it's almost negative talk because a lot of the body image stuff that goes on. And so there's a lot of messaging that's out there that through a, a long period of their life, you know, are getting messaged about these different things. And, and really, to your point, uh, it has a big effect on their self-image, right? And what you're saying, and I hear you, is really, really important for people to understand is God's created perfection. In all of us, yeah, we got flaws, we sin and all that. But uh, to your point, you've taken those things that you recognize that God has endowed you with as gifts and talents, and you're now being able to use those with other people to help lift them up and inspire them through your winner Circle program. Would that be a, a good uh, analogy there?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And Bob, to your point, when it comes to that self-image, it isn't just women, but you look at Barbies, if you actually Google what Barbies real measurements would be in the human form, it's in yeah. my book actually, it's crazy, but men are having the same images as well for themselves. I mean, different, but in the same way and <laughs> right. the male masculinity has gone. So getting back to how God <laughs> created us individually is so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you said a mouthful there. Uh, how do you pass on some hope to people that sometimes I, I'm sure you're facing sometimes people who feel pretty hopeless?
2: A way that I pass on hope is through being honest about where I'm at. It's mm-hmm. not all butterflies. It's not all roses.
1: <laughs> and the
2: people inside the winter circle, especially they'll see it more than others because I'm not out there to just throw out a bunch of stuff. Right. But living life genuinely, I believe offers hope to other people because when they see that, yeah, you're somebody that from the outside and Bob, believe me, it's only from the outside. You look like you got it all together. Yeah, Even when, and it's like, no, 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 no. Here's the truth of it. And I believe oftentimes as a leader, as somebody who is a Christian, you feel like you have to have it all together, but living that authentically gives other people hope to realize, wow, I'm actually a leader too. And I can be a leader. Even in a sense that I don't have to be perfect. So living that out loud is a way for me to give others hope.
1: Yeah, that and that is so important. Like I said, when I shared about the videos, I, I thought they were... I, Boy, I, that has probably been the most authentic stuff I've seen in a long time, you know, when you're out there with bugs buzzing around, you and all this other stuff you were doing. It was so refreshing to open that up, and, and then I, I wanted to see more, you know, <laughs> so it's great. So I mean, if you get a chance, get out there. Uh, you know, uh, Renee, how are people going to get a hold of you find out more about you?
2: Anyone's welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Let me know that you heard this. We want to give mm-hmm. some props to the station as well as you can find me on Facebook. You can find me, my business page is Renee Vidor, Instagram. Also you can go to my website. Websites are still a thing and they're amazing. So www.reneevedore.com and reach out. I'd that's love great. to hear from you.
1: Yeah, that's awesome because, uh, that, no, uh, For the winter circle, how frequently do people come in? Is that an ongoing thing and people can join at any time or is there certain periods of time that you do that?
2: That is ongoing. I believe that we need to find things when it's the right season for us. I'm not there for this to just have it uh, only for a little bit or, or scarcity mindset at all. It really is about when it's time for you be in there. If for some reason it's not serving you, it's, it's months a month. So that one is at be You can check out more and I'd love to have you check it out.
1: Yeah. What share a little bit about some things you've seen come out of that, you know, out of the winter circles. Have you got a story or two about that?
2: Absolutely. Actually, just the other day I was talking to one of the, and I, I don't sit there and say clients or anything. These, these people, right. we are friends. So one right. of my friends, we were talking And for so long, she was struggling with, oh, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And we would work through that. And guys, just so you know, a purpose is not something that's one huge overarching, you know, like Goliath's purpose was just to die that one day, you know. But we have daily purposes. So we've been working through that. Well, guess what? (laughs) Over the last couple of years, she's been involved. I was sharing with her what I have seen in her. And she noticed, she felt it. She told me, what you've been seeing is a result of, me letting go of so many things that I was angry about and things that I was holding on to that didn't serve me. And this Mm. is the kind of, because of ongoing ability to be open and honest on coaching calls, to have a community that wants to see you succeed. Also, she's found some of her purpose right now, like daily purposes through creativity. And for so long, she thought that a purpose had to be in something else. And just to see her blossom and see what God's doing in her, Wow, she is such an inspiration. She's been inspiring so many other people, and we're seeing the ripple effect, and she's just one of of many amazing things that have been happening.
1: Oh, that's great. God! I can see you light up when you're telling that story. That is just so cool, you know? That is awesome. Hey, well, listen, uh, we always like to share uh, with our audience, what words of wisdom would you have given to your younger self?
2: Oh, my gosh. Words of wisdom. Renee, God made you to be a masterpiece, even where you are right now. It's not something you have to attain. It's not something that necessarily you have imagined. But I made you to be a masterpiece. Also, that, Renee, you're going to continue to change and grow and make progress. So don't get discouraged. Just stay close to Jesus. Trust him. Rely on him. Let him be your refuge. And one day, you're going to actually love the person that you are. And allow that to happen. Don't try to stuff it down. The world's going to tell you that you are not enough and that you should not care about who you are, but God wants you to be exactly who you are even right now.
1: I love that. And what's interesting, cool, and funny about Renee? I thought that's what was really (laughs) cool.
2: (laughs) Well, okay. So most people who will see me out and about know that I kind of like a little bit of fashion, but I'm not into like huge trends or anything like that. But at the same time, that comes from kind of a mentality of not having a whole lot of money growing up so Mm -hmm. we did thrift stores and garage sales. Well, that's passed on to me. I love thrift stores. So I have my favorite (laughs) store is a local Goodwill that I go to where everyone else is passing down their expensive stuff that maybe doesn't fit or something. And I make amazing outfits. Nobody knows. They think I spent 80 bucks on a shirt and it was $4 (laughs) (laughs) So that and dumpster diving back when we're bedbugs. (laughs) There used to be like where it was safe to do that. Now it's not, so we don't do that anymore. But those are the kind of frugality things that are probably, people don't necessarily know about me, but I'm not ashamed. I love it.
1: I love it. Well, folks, you know, I've I've taken on a role of being a regional uh, director for, a manager for uh, G7 Networking with Purpose. So get out there and check out g7networking.com. And if you got any questions about that, just uh, text me at 312 210 0603 with the keyword G7. We're going to be right back with Renee.
0: This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey we're back here with my special guest Renee
1: v- uh, Vitter and uh, we're going to uh, chew on a round table today. Um, we got a mystery subject we came up with and we're going to do that so Renee, what are we going what are we going to chew on today for our mystery subject?
2: I think that we should go a little bit deeper with comparison in helping people to actually use it to their benefit instead of their detriment
1: Ah okay, so what's your thoughts on that <laughs>
2: Well, my thoughts are that in the Garden of Eden, that comparison was actually the root of the fall. If you remember the story of how the serpent, the enemy, was there asking Eve, what in the world would God not want them to do? And she's like, oh no, we can actually eat from it. He's like, or we can't eat or we'll die. And he's like, oh wait, no, you actually won't die. Would you like to be like God? And she's like, Oh, wow! I would like to be like God. (laughs) So we all have this comparison in us, but it's how we actually respond to it and what we do with it. That makes it either positive or negative. So Bob, I'm curious in your life, what are some areas as a man, because it's different for men and women, but what are some areas that you have noticed throughout your life that at one point or another, you have kind of realized this competition or spirit of comparison?
1: Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a great question because I you know I'm a double A type number one so I am challenged with that, uh, and also very competitive, and you know oftentimes you're comparing yourself to especially with men you know we're comparing ourselves either physically, mentally, or some other capacity we're trying to compare ourselves with each other, and uh, in, in in particularly in my case in sales that's that can be a very motivational thing. Because if in sales, you want to be better, you want to get better, you want to do all those things. But I would share with you also that um, as, as many, and much what you're doing too, uh, coaching is really important. I, I got that early on, coaching and mentoring, because that helped me to see what I couldn't see for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it allowed me to really kind of be coached about some of those things that might be natural gifts and things that I wasn't gifted at. Because I think it's part of the issue is you got to let go of things that you're not natural at or that you're not gifted in. Would you agree? Uh, and then so that I think in a men's situation, you know, would I like to be taller? Would I like to be better? As I tell people, you know, <laughs> I wasn't gifted with height. I wasn't gifted with good looks or anything like that, or <laughs> overly smart. But I would outwork anybody. You know, so that was my kind of my mantra at that time. And um, that was at a detriment, you know, that cost me, cost me dearly uh, because I was a workaholic, uh, much like you were talking about earlier with your husband. And I really had to work on that, uh, you know, and still I'm working on it. Uh, I love what I do. I'm extremely passionate about what I do uh, in all the things that I do, because I've, I've taken on things that I really feel that God's let me, led me into, but at the same time, I have to be very cautious about that, that I'm not going over my skis and getting way too deep in it, and taking away from my family, or denying things uh, from my family or my loved ones or people that know me, uh, which we can do, you know. So that comparison thing, um, I think is, you know, early on, recognized it, got coaching and mentoring, and it's been a lifelong pursuit to, to, you know, get around that, so.
2: That was, yeah, that is so powerful of what you shared there. And I'm sure that most men are able to resonate with that, especially when it comes to competition in sales. It's not bad. There's nothing wrong or bad to want to do your best. And when you know that you can do more then you want to keep going. And what I found even in my research and, and for everything with the book and looking at females, males is that ultimately we're not just competing or, even comparing ourselves against other people, we're actually comparing against our own expectations as Mm. well as society's expectations of ourselves. So it's not just like looking at someone else and like, Oh my gosh, they're better than I am. It's actually, well, what are we setting as expectations? And maybe, maybe we need to look at the, the purpose and the why behind what we're doing a little bit closer to know if we're using comparison and competition in the best light.
1: Yeah, you know, you said, boy, you, you hit the you hit it on the head with that because I think that um, purpose and passion are two different things, to kind of the, a different side of the coin. And examining that because I've had to step back, you know, and really take a good hard look at that as to what is my passion and is that my my purpose also. God's been revealing a lot of things to me over the last couple of decades, particularly since I came to the Lord only twenty one years ago, and <clears throat> it's a journey. You know, it's one step at a time. It's not, and it will always be that way. You know, we're, we're not going to be here uh, being perfect. Uh, we're perfect in God's eyes, but, you know, less than perfect uh, to our sin nature, you know. So, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I want to I ask you about this. And again, this is just my opinion. What my observation is, I don't have any research proof, but it just seems like we're living in much more of a narcissistic society today. Mm-hmm. And this comparison thing is getting bigger and bigger because it's it's seeing like one-upsmanship, you know, all the time. And, and maybe it's just the the effect of the news we're getting or of the internet or whatever. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Because it 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 bothers me about young people and what's these you know idols they're setting up.
2: I agree with you that that is the the cultural expectations these days seem to be that it's all about me or you, you know, as in like uh-huh. our own self. Right. And so therefore don't worry about what anyone else thinks which we might think as believers oh well that's a great message because we shouldn't we should only worry about what God thinks except they're taking God out of it and they're not yep. comparing to what God thinks they're comparing to what they think for themselves so th- i really feel mm-hmm. like the godlessness is the issue and that's where mm-hmm. we're having a lot of downfall so how do we how do we deal with that in the marketplace, in, in the world, in our personal lives, I believe that it means taking full capture of our thoughts. And mm. when I see somebody else who is doing that, in other words, maybe they're making a video and they're putting other people down or, or they're putting themselves right. so high on a pedestal and I'm like, whoa, well, I can't compete with that. I capture that thought and I'm like, well, I'm for one, I'm gonna look at them and I'm gonna choose to see how God sees them. And I'm going to choose to, to celebrate with them the good that they are having happen. But I'm mm-hmm. also going to look at myself and believe the truth about myself. What does God say about me? Am I supposed mm-hmm. to be like that person? Whether it's a good, a positive or a negative, it doesn't matter. Am I supposed to be that way? Or am I supposed to be my identity? And I look at what my identity is. And then yeah. I just choose. Sometimes I have to turn off some people And unfollow or mute them. And that's okay. That's not a negative thing. It's actually good at times.
1: Yeah. How do you give people discernment around that in your coaching? Are there certain things that you share with them that they can do to discern some of that?
2: And just to qualify that, is it discerning about how they themselves show up or how they interpret other people showing up in the world?
1: Yeah, how they interpret other people showing up and then what's that for them, you know?
2: Yes. And so that for when I'm coaching around that, of course it would depend on specific topics, but right. to kind of like pick one, you know, videos or something like that because social media is such a large part of our culture right. now, Yep. then I typically, I challenge people to discern what they're putting into their bodies, including their eyes, including their minds, that it mm. be something that is going to be lifting them up and taking them in the direction, the journey that God has for them. If, they have a funny feeling. And I just call it that because we can't always say what comparison or what, you know, seeing some of the stuff makes us feel, but we know it doesn't feel right or good. Ask the Lord about it. Is this for my eyes? Because it might be for someone else's eyes, but not for mine. And it might touch someone else in a positive way, but not me right now. And so then I would tell them to use that discernment to figure out what they need to do next. And it might be that that is not for them and they need to steer away from it for now, at least
1: yeah, those are great. Those are great points for people to be chewing on and thinking about because oftentimes we don't. we don't step back. And, and and really, it's it's that kind of that that ten second rule, you know, kind of step back from things and look at it maybe through a different and that's great. that's encouraging for them to, Change that lens a little bit to look at it as to how they're looking at that. I can't believe we're up on time already. We're (laughs) We're out of time. Folks, come come back next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Uh, Hope for your life. And also the Faith Marketplace where we inspire, equip, and encourage people
0: to lead where they're at and being authentic.